Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week, it's the episode that almost didn't happen. I nearly didn't put an episode out. And as such, this one is kind of unplanned. I always do write a script. I feel like it's the best way to kind of just keep me on track. But this one's going to be a little bit more relaxed and I may well go off on a few tangents. If you know me, you'll know that I set a, a goal to get to 200 episodes by the end of 2022. And that has never been about me just, you know, like focusing on quantity. It's it's so much more than that. There's, I can't remember where I read it first, but there's kind of like this phrase about getting your reps in, perhaps similar to the concept of 10,000 hours, like it's 10,000 hours that it takes for you to really perfect your craft, which is something that the author Malcolm Gladwell, I think he wrote about that in, oh gosh, one of his books. I'll be sure to look it up and tell you. Actually, as we're having one of these chilled episodes, let me just look it up right now. Yeah, it's his Outliers book that came out in 2008. It's called Outliers, the story of success. And in that book, he talks about 10,000 hours. You become what you practice. So for me, when I said I want 200 episodes of Beauty Me by the end of 2022, it was purely about let me get to that stage where me producing and speaking on a podcast comes as easily to me as writing a thousand words on lipstick. I can write a thousand words in like 20 minutes easily. Or, you know, the podcast comes as easily to me as clicking the shutter on my camera. It's it's part of me. But, you know, often when we set out these goals, other things can get in the way. It doesn't matter what drive you have. It doesn't matter the ideas you have. It doesn't matter the preparation that you've done. Sometimes things are just out of your control. So I've been working on this episode that I really want to be proud of for about a month. I've interviewed people. Uh, I've made lots of notes. I've done the planning. But when it came time to record it yesterday, I did not have the energy I was in bed with the worst exhaustion and it was all related to my period. If it's TMI for you, feel free to fast forward a little. It's not all going to be about my period. Um, but basically, I've had this period that lasted 10 days. And for me, that is five days too long. So I ended up just walking around like a literal ghost, like super pale, and weak, feeling really depleted and empty. I cancelled plans with a friend because I just said to her, I don't, I don't have the energy to get to you. Um, I couldn't even play with my puppy, which is usually something fun to do, but he has so much energy. It was just not going to happen. And he, even he was upset with me. He was like really moody with me that I wasn't playing with him as much as I usually would, but I just couldn't. My husband, who is also my producer and editor, told me to spend the day in bed. Um, I usually get this kind of three or four hours of when the puppy's asleep. And he was like, you need to be in bed for that whole time. And I did get into bed. But I felt very guilty doing that. I felt guilty because, you know, I said Beauty Me is going to be a weekly podcast. And in the future, I want it to be twice a week and maybe even three times a week. 
So how can I say Beauty Me is going to be out every week and, you know, I'm not doing what I say? That's something that I don't like in myself or in others when someone says something and they don't do it. I I really don't like that. I don't get how you can say you're going to do something and then you don't do it. I also felt guilty because of the guests that I have got involved in you know, what will be my next episode, you know, they took the time out to talk to me and give me their expertise. And the episode isn't out. And I shouldn't be delaying that. I feel very bad about that. But if someone else was telling me these things that they were so exhausted, they couldn't even leave the house, or they just couldn't even get their thoughts together to even begin to think about their work, I would tell them to take a break. So this week, I had to tell myself that. And it's not even the whole week. I'm not saying take a whole week off. And the funny thing is, even though I took a break from prepping for this podcast, I still did lots of other things. I wasn't just sitting there catching up on Real Housewives of New Jersey, even though it is my new favorite Real Housewives spinoff. I didn't think I would ever watch the New Jersey one, but I'm enjoying it. During this time of me taking time out, I've actually still been editing shoots, writing and researching articles, working on award entries and producing somebody else's podcast. So I haven't stopped. And I think that's what a lot of us do. Instead of taking time out, we kind of just lessen the amount on our plates. We put it out there, oh, taking time out this week, but really we're not. We're still checking social media. We're still checking work emails. We're not really taking that necessary break. And it's funny because I did a poll on my Instagram stories earlier this week and it really proved my point. I asked if any of my followers had ever put on their out of office due to their period or any symptoms that come with it. I gave three options. The first one was, would they put the out of office on happily? Like, yep, that's what I need for my body. The second option was, would they never put it on because they feel so guilty? And the third option was, yes, but they would only put it on if they were in extreme pain. It turned out to be the most answered poll I've ever done on Instagram. And happily, 45% of the people taking part said, yeah, I would totally put out of office on if my period was like tiring me out or extreme, you know, painful. A smaller percentage said they would never do it because they would feel guilty And quite a large percentage, the remaining percentage was 32%, said that they would have to be experiencing extreme pain. And that really struck me because it feels like that's what women in particular do. You'd have to be in extreme pain to put your out of office on or be in extreme pain to ask for help or book an appointment. I feel that's definitely a sign of us just being overworked perhaps even more since the pandemic we I was reading this article about freelancers in particular just not being able to switch off and a large percentage of those freelancers were women that and single women actually um, single women have been really feeling the brunt of the pandemic because when they have you know let's say if you have a family or if you have a partner or even if you have pets you have a routine at home so even when you're working from home that routine has to go hand in hand with, you know, the work that you're doing. But when you are single and living alone, you can just keep checking the emails. You can just keep being there for the Zooms, no matter what time it is. You might have global clients and you're just there. So 
I think women in general just take a lot on still. And I think in particular things that affect women, such as periods and the menopause or endometriosis, they are just things that women deal with. And the menopause in particular, which is something that I've been reading up on a lot about lately, is it's just something that women go through. And when they go through it, they are often left without information or incorrect information. There's no support. And this is something that can actually affect their lives for decades. And, you know, perhaps mainstream society, it's just a sign that women are no longer able to give birth or bear children and therefore they've kind of done their their role within society has you know they're no longer needed so yeah I did say at the beginning of this episode I'm gonna go off on tangents um, but hopefully you're sticking with me and I definitely want to plan some future episodes on women's health our bodies in general and I'd love to know if you've got any experts that you'd really like me to get in touch with so let me know email me beautymepodcast at gmail.com or dm me at beautymepodcast let me know you know who are the experts in when it comes to women taking care of their bodies let me know so what else is going on apart from the whole Chris, Will and Jada thing? Will Smith just smacked the And shit yes, out. I may do a podcast on that at a later date. But once all the, the opinions are over with, because wow, it's exhausting. I think we all need a break. I think we need some good news. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I'm getting ready to head to a big industry event this weekend. Professional Beauty is a huge conference where brands from all over the world put on live events for hair and beauty pros, entrepreneurs, and just about anyone aspiring to enter the beauty industry. It's the first time I've been in years. I can't lie. I don't love conferences. And you know why? It's because of those people that walk around with the big cases you know, it'll be like even if it's a food event or a makeup event, they sell these massive um, kind of trolleys that people walk around everywhere with. I'm someone I've always got my camera with me, so I'm not going to carry a case. And I just like to keep it moving, get around the stands, get out. Um, so I don't love conferences apart from the ones that are held in a different country, because, you know, at least you get to see something different. But yeah, I'm heading to Pro Beauty I'm looking forward to catching up with some familiar faces that I haven't seen since the pandemic. And I'm also going to meet some Instagram friends in real life. So I can't wait for that. I might share some behind the scenes when I'm there on the weekend. So stay tuned to my Instagram if you want to see what happens at Professional Beauty. When it comes to what I'm putting on my face lately, I've actually really been loving a skincare brand that I was sent Bioma is a new fun product line that's all about giving solutions without overcomplicating things. Um, and this week, it's brightening serum and the moisturizing gel cream. They've really been my best friends when it comes to me and my hormonal skin. I've had the products for a while, probably a few months. Um, but when I'm sent things, I never instantly bring them into my routine for two reasons. One, my skin has been through too much. My skin is sensitive. I've dealt with cystic acne. So I'm always going to be cautious. I'm not just going to try something because I was lucky enough to be sent it. The other reason is that when something new comes out, it undoubtedly gets sent to hundreds, if not thousands of influencers. So there's this massive influx of 
super positive reviews based on people using something for a day. And I'm very much about, tell me what it feels like a month in. Tell me what it feels like three months after you've been using this range. So I'm always going to wait when I'm sent something. But as I mentioned earlier, this super long period that I've been going through, my skin has just been going through it. And the hormonal acne on my chin and jaw, which is always where it shows up, it just felt like it had no intention of going away. So I just wanted to do something. I was feeling uncomfortable with being on camera and I just knew I needed to leave even my beloved tretinoin prescription. I needed to just leave it alone and keep things simple. So both the brightening serum and the moisturizing gel cream from Bioma have just been amazing. And I think that's down to the fact that they both contain the brand's so-called breakthrough triceramide complex which makes sense as ceramides are like these essential fatty acids that keep our skin soft and just comfortable. And they really help to protect the skin barrier, which is the thing that always, you kind of know if you've messed with your skin barrier, it's going to tell you things are going to sting. Even the most simple products are going to sting. Um, so I just wanted something simple and I really like both of these. My skin just feels better it's softer again and the spots have gone right down like it's so calm just so you know this is not a sponsored section like I said I was sent the products months ago this is just me being honest and letting you know I've discovered that when my skin is acting up these products have just helped calm it down I'm not saying they've changed it my skin is just calmer and I'm very grateful for that if you want to try the brand yourself, it's available on Cult Beauty and I think some other stockists now and it starts at $9.99. Finally, although the weather here in the UK currently ranges between sun and snow, and I'm not kidding, today we have seen snow and then I've had to put SPF on my arms because they're burning. It's that ridiculous. I've been trying a couple of SPFs that are new to me. I bought the Bondi Sands Face SPF 50 and the Carbon Theory Daylight Sunscreen SPF 50 for acne prone skin. And I'm definitely going to be sharing a review soon. Last year, I did a couple of SPF specials, and I think it's always good to find out, you know, what else is in the market. So far, I am really liking the Bondi Sands one. I think it was quite cheap. I can't remember, maybe like six pounds, but um, I'll be sure to put the correct price in the show notes if you're interested. Um, it's very moisturizing. So if you do have oily areas like me, you won't need a moisturizer. And more importantly, it has zero white cast. It's literally just like you're putting a moisturizer on. Um, and if you are, with, if you do have dark skin, you're black or brown like me, you know white cast is just a no-no. You don't want to be rubbing an SPF into your face for 10 minutes. Bondi Sands is absorbed within a couple of what, 30 seconds? It's really lovely. Oh, and I'm also trying out several blushes. Another episode that I'm actually going to work on is all about blush because I have been going through quite a few lately. I'm really enjoying blush. I always felt like I've got a lot of makeup, but my blush game was always a bit weak. I probably had like a couple of um, NARS ones because I do love NARS. The pigment payoff is incredible. But I've bought a few blushes lately. I bought a really pretty Pat McGrath one. I think it's called Cherish. I bought the really popular 
Rare Beauty Melting Blush. I bought the shade Nearly Apricot and I can't wait to try it. I just need to photograph it first. And I also bought this really pretty Steeler Putty Blush and Bronzer Duo. I saw the queen of the dewy dumplings, that's makeup artist Namvo. She was using the bronze Jabera shade. Jabera? Jabera? It's a flower, I believe. Jabera. <laughs> she was using that shade on her Instagram and I was stunned by the colour and the glow. So again, I need to photograph that and then I'll be working on some reviews for you. So stay tuned if you're into blush or you're looking for a new one. And that's it. Like I said, this is a very simple and planned kind of more chatty episode let me know if you're into that let me know if you're cool with me just telling you about what I've been up to or if you'd rather have guests and you can always let me know if you've got a specific guest that you'd love me to invite onto the show my dms are always open for your feedback so hit me up at beauty me podcast on instagram I'm also on twitter feel free to send me an email beautymepodcast at gmail.com let me know if you like this episode and if you did it'd be great if you can rate or review it on apple or spotify i'll see you next time